Welcome back to an episode of Unsalted. Warning, this episode is all about menstrual cycles. Enjoy. I can't even do the intro properly. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Unsalted. I had plans to talk about more celebrity stuff, but it's like, am I entertainment tonight? Mind you, that is my favorite entertainment show, but I'm not entertainment tonight. So why am I regurgitating what's on entertainment tonight? Which I'm more than happily, happily, happy to do. But as I was preparing to do this podcast, I realized that I have a few hairs on my chinny chin chin and they're annoying. And then I started thinking about like how no one prepares you for these life changes. Maybe they do. Maybe there's books out there that talk about it, but I'm not reading them. Let's be honest. I'm not, I don't read. I listen. I listen to audiobooks, which in my mind is reading. Somebody else has just read it for me and put it in an audio format and podcasts and documentaries. Like that's where I get my information from. I will read a news article online, which I actually hate. I miss actual paper copies of things, but it is what it is. And my eyes are getting worse for it, but whatever. Anyhow, no one prepares you for the changes of life, specifically like women changes of life. So like, fine, your mom hopefully prepares you for getting your monthlies as they were called in my house, but other people call them menstrual cycles or menses. Your mom kind of prepares you for that. My mom prepared me by scaring me to death and um, just giving me a whole bunch of pads. Now, I'm a geriatric and elderly. So back when I got my period at the ripe old age of 11, also no one prepares you for that. So I was prepared for and all the Judy Bloom books and chitty chats at recess was like, well, you get your period on or about 12, 13, 14. No one prepares you that you could get it at fucking 11, which in truth is a difference of a year from 12, but it just seems like you're still a little kid, like you're small still. You're not like a preteen as it were. Anyways, because I am an elderly, back when I had my first couple of periods, always pads was not a thing. And maybe I should have done a warning before I launched into this because I know some men listen to my podcast. So I will do that on the intro. I will do a warning. Anyhow, um, always was not a thing. I remember being in grade eight, which made me 13 or 14. That's when always first came on the market, which was with the sticky in the bottom. And it was like ultra thin. Whereas when from 11 to 13, 14, it was Kotex, which were basically diapers like a scaled down version of a diaper that you had inside your underwear um we were traveling when I had my first period visiting my uncle in England and um my mom was not prepared she had her kit prepared for when back home in Toronto not on vacay because I was 11 and ended up getting me this freaking I she must have gone to the apothecary. I don't even think she went to a pharmacy. I think she went to a legit apothecary because there was this thing. So like the old school Kotex was basically cotton in a mesh and it 
was a long mesh. So think of a sausage casing. So the cotton was in the middle and then the ends just were the rest of the mesh. And you would wrap that mesh around this belt. It was a menstrual cycle belt. Google search it. You will see it. It is archaic and horrific. I remember thinking my first periods as I got acclimated to this lifestyle thinking this is awful. And because I had that experience, I quickly jumped from that cotex always for a hot second straight into tampons because I said, this will not be me. Much to my mother's chagrin, she was just like, why are you putting things in your vagina? You are 14 years old and I'm not going to co-sign on that. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. The tampon she had in the home were for when she went swimming not for any other reason. So how dare I use them? So she said, you need to buy them yourself. This was the type of parenting that took place back in the 1980s. <laughs> was, oh, this is what you want to do? Not under my roof. And if that's what you're going to do, then you need to figure it out. So I like had a little bit of babysitting money or just money from whatever. And I would buy my own tampons. My mother was so pissed off, angry. That she's like, well, you're not supposed to do that if you're a virgin, so you shouldn't be doing it. And I clapped back with my fast self, which I cannot believe I did. And I said, I think I can because they fit. She's like, that's it. I'm taking you to the doctor. We go to the doctor together because that was also a thing that happened in the 80s where parents <clears throat> excuse me, could sit in on a preteen doctor's visit I don't think that happens nowadays I think you can go in by yourself if you want and uh, had a discussion about tampons usage and my mother clearly got talked off the ledge of me being an actual prostitute because my doctor said absolutely it's fine for you to use tampons and all the rules and regulations so that's number one no one prepares you for when you become like 20 years when you become when you've had 20 years in the menstrual cycle game like a solid 20 years 25 years of menstrual cycle game your body decides i'm preparing for menopause so i'm gonna fuck shit up and by fucking shit up it's the oh like you got used to like what your flow is and what your days are and all the rest of it great cool so what i'm gonna do right now is i'm gonna go extra days or less days and i'm gonna make you feel like there's a murder scene happening inside your underwear. So the pads or the tampons that you're used to using, guess what, boo? You ain't using those no more because you got to change them once every two hours because it's like a murder scene down there. You're leaking now. I remember once when I was 36 years old, no one prepared you for the post-35 period. No one talks about it. So I'm here to talk about it and dispel it. 36 years old, sleeping in my bed. I wake up. I had one of those long night panty liner or pads that you have for nighttime because it goes all over the place. Anyhow, I get up. There's literally nothing in my pad. I'm like, oh, must be ending early. Great. When I pull back my covers, it's all over my bed. How? How does not a drop of blood get in my underwear, in my pajama bottom, nothing, but straight on the bed. Like it's skipped. Skipped, not my pajama, but nothing. This is the type of wildness people need to talk about. Then, because I am 
uh, menopausal, surgically menopausal. I have crazy amount of chin hair. I always had a little bit here and there, but when I became menopausal, it was, oh, hi, you're a man. Just whiskers, whiskers. Never had hair on my upper lip, really like very thin hair. Notice the other day, there's a full on fucking whisker. And I am almost 10 years into being menopausal. Why, why now? Why a fucking random risk whisker on my upper lip? What they also don't prepare you for is acne. As a teen, I obviously had a little bit of acne, as you do as a teenager, here and there, whatever, fine. The way that my face rages out of control as a 50-plus-year-old woman, it's unbelievable. It's like... I now, so there's a product line, I don't know where people are listening from, called The Ordinary. And it's a really great product line, and it's geared towards people, I would say, 35 and younger, right? It's um, cost-effective, um, just really easy solutions to situations that you have. The challenge for someone like myself, who's an elderly skincare, is that you have to layer so many things to get the desired effect, whereas for the geriatrics like myself... One product, which is probably very expensive, one and done. Anyhow, I have now have gone reverted to using ordinary products from the ordinary products from time to time to address my acne because I feel like I'm a 14-year-old girl, specifically on my forehead. The way that the acne rages out of control. No one tells you about that. People tell you about frown lines. People tell you about crow's feet. People tell you about arthritis. People tell you about osteoporosis. They tell you all about these things, but they don't tell you about this shit, and I wish they would. Anyhow, that's my podcast for this week. I realized last week I recorded, I didn't even press publish. I got caught up in so many things. Summer has been mayhem. Summer ended, and it feels like because the weather is still nice where I am, it's just bleeding into fall, where I don't have free time until I believe November. Every weekend is stacked. Like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday. Like the times where you'd be like, oh, okay, I have a thing to do just on Saturday. You have a Sunday to like unwind, prepare for the week. That shit's not happening anymore. And I feel it is a product of post pandemic. I know we're still in the pandemic. I think it's called endemic now where we're at. I'm not too sure. I think it's a, a product of that where it's just like we were inside the house for so long. And now that we really had a free year, like 2023 has been our year technically of freedom where there hasn't been a lot of stoppages and um, lockdowns and all the rest of it. So now it's just like freaking balls to the walls from the windows to the walls. <laughs> I couldn't resist doing that. Um, out of control. I need to learn to say no, obviously, but I don't want to because it's just the funnest things and I'll just, the rest of November. That's it. Anyways, have a great week.